Just started. We did just the lights led by Donkey's podcast. I ruined that opening. Uh, right. I'm Joe, and with me, as always, or mostly always, is Nick. Yeah. What are we recording? Uh, a podcast. Oh, okay. Ooh. Uh, our our the inevitable sex tape. The crayon. Um. So uh, we are. I forgot where I was going with this. Well, you said uh, sex tape. Yeah. I also um, got stopped. By it, so I was <laughs> wondering too. The the donkey sex tape um, <laughs> from specifically Tijuana. Mm. Uh, anyway, for the first donkey time, ropes. Um, so we spent uh, all day preparing for this podcast by gorging ourselves on gas station tacos and beer. Oh God, uh, good tacos for people who are unfamiliar with the fine city of Yelm, Washington, and why the fuck would you be familiar with it? That the best restaurant in town is a taco stand that is attached to a gas station. So good. Uh, which we go to so often that the guy who owns it knows Nick by name. Yes. I guess that's not so hard because there's like 10 people in town. But It's very true. Yeah. Uh, so for the first time in podcast history, I think, uh, we're going to talk about Romans. We've never talked about Romans. No. We should actually, uh, I don't know if I've talked about this before. Um, I've talked about... A gladiator that had to do with. Uh, no, I've talked Russell about gladiator. Crow. Yeah, Russell, yeah, which is uh, close enough. Well, we did record an entire episode about a book about Rome that we read, which was yeah. scrapped because the episode went to shit. Uh, I don't know if I've ever talked about it on the show before. Maybe a bonus. I, don't, I feel like I have Joe Rogan brain because I'm just I've destroyed my brain so much I just don't remember what I've talked about before, <laughs> so I just keep repeating myself. Uh, but anyway, have you ever listened to podcasts on DMT? But uh, no, uh, we read uh, Mike Duncan's book, The The Storm Before the Storm, and we were going to do a book review of it. And every time we mispronounced a name, we were supposed to eat one of those oh, God. Bernie Bots, those every bean flavored boozled. beans. Yeah, yeah, oh, bad every bean. flavored beans. That and ruined it for me, to be honest. <laughs> the whole episode was fucking terrible. Uh, and I didn't actually, that's the only episode we've ever done that we've never aired. Really? I never even sent it to Nate. It's <laughs> uh, yeah, like, trash <laughs> we need another bonus episode this month what happened to the other one uh it's gone it went to a farm <laughs> up north <laughs> uh so that we have a board in our office slash recording room slash where i cry at night uh that lists random battles which we've always wanted to do episodes on and there's only a couple battles that have been on there since the very beginning which we have not covered yet you even got battlefield five on there yeah and that's something we'd all like to forget uh, Very. and this is one battle that's been on there since day one, and that is the Battle of Tudoberg Forest. It has. Um, now, before we get to the legendary Battle of the Tudoberg Forest, we have to kind of understand our timeless hero and star of the story, Germanic badass Arminius, which is not actually nice. his real name. Nobody really knows what his real name is. But that's that's what he went by? Uh, so... We'll get into it. Uh, he was born into uh, a Germanic tribe called the Cherisci. I'm probably butchering that. Uh, sometime around 18 BC uh, to his dad, Sigmarius, uh, who was the tribal chief. Nice. Uh, that made Arminius the prince in, in high standing. Uh, now, it should come as a surprise to absolutely nobody that Arminius' tribe, like so many others, had been subjugated by the Roman Empire. 
and the Roman Empire was doing all it could to Romanize the people under its control. One of the ways it did that was by taking hostages. Nice. Uh, barbarian leaders would be forced to give up their children to the Roman state. Uh, the reason for this were many, and they kind of make sense if you have uh, a broken brain that wants to just destroy people and make them Roman, which was like a construct. Like, Rome was a collection of tribes <laughs> in the first place. Yeah. But um, that's one of the things that always bothers me about, like, statue Twitter. If it, I know you're not as unsufferably in line as I am, but there's a large group of people uh, on the internet. They're mostly Nazis. Oh, okay. Um, cool. Who always have, like, Twitter avatar pictures of, of like, Roman emperors, uh, like, statues uh, that you'd seen, like, a museum, because that's supposed to be the pinnacle of Western culture. And uh, they like to think of the like the barbarization of the Roman Empire, which is a, a, a something that didn't actually really happen. Um, maybe I, I wrote an entire uh, research paper on that. I might put it on the website whenever that gets up and going, which is actually something we're working on. But uh, they they believe that like the Roman Empire was the, the like the last of the best empires because it was one homogeneous race that subjugated all the barbarians. That's why it was so great, and they. There was. They seem to forget. There's. There was no such thing as Romans. Right. That exists. Rome just absorbed Twitter? everybody. Oh yeah, yeah. They're the, like the Ben Shapiro's of the world that think like <laughs> Athens and Rome are the pinnacle of human civilization. Uh, in short, they they really support boy fucking oh, and man. slaves. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, so that they would take hostages, uh, and they would be treated really, really well most of the time. Um. So like if it w- it was leverage if say Arminius's dad was like fuck the Romans like we're gonna kill your son and he's like Romans are cool uh, <laughs> we're all friends here it's good he likes his son like that uh, well it, it wasn't that as much as his heir uh, and there probably wasn't a whole lot of father son love there yeah. um, especially because he left home at a pretty young age um, and this is super widespread through pretty much all of Roman history from when they started becoming an empire all the way until their collapse. Uh, for instance, uh, famed uh, Rome plunder Attila the Hun was a hostage when he was little. Really? Yep. Uh, and like, yeah, that that's it has a double edged sword, as we'll find out. Um, the goal is to spread Roman influence. Um, you see, the, the being the hostages of the Romans wasn't such a bad deal once you got over the crippling fear of being torn away from the only people you know and love and thrown into a totally foreign place. I'm going to assume having no ability to speak the local language. <laughs> so it's just like big. Ch- it, it, it's actually a lot like what's happening now. Are people who are born and raised in the United States being thrown into oh, foreign countries? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they don't speak a single. I'm, I'm assuming most of the Germanic tribes, like if they've spent a lot of time around Romans, they kind of had a grasp on the language. I'm assuming five year old Arminius did not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the hostages were generally pretty well cared for. You'd be raised by a prominent Roman family, attend Roman nice. schools, and be drafted into the Roman military where they oh. learned the art of Roman warfare. The idea, of course, that uh, when their time in captivity was over, they would return home, bring all their, their love of Rome and everything they learned back with them with the eventual goal of training their local customs out of them eventually. Also, they're eventually, I mean, because these are all princes and shit. Right, I see so what they're doing. The idea is like, well, dad's eventually going to die. He's going to become guy. king. He's going to be really friendly to us. Yeah. Uh, now, obviously, these, this is not a new thing. Ancient Egypt did the same thing. Uh, many reasons why uh, they wanted the highborn sons of kings as hostages so they could ascend to the throne and become client states. Uh, and they'd be much more friendlier to whatever empire happened to control them at the time. 
and hilariously, this sometimes kind of happened to Romans as well. Uh, not for the same thing. There's more of a ransom. Uh, in one case, the Roman emperor himself ended up in captivity. <laughs> How? Who fucked that up? Emperor Valerian went into person to talk to the Sasanians uh, because they kind of pinky promised that, like, totally, this isn't going to be an ambush. <laughs> I've, and he believed it. Like, they, they were like, yeah, don't bring any bodyguards or bring the army. We'll just hash out like bros. Do you think he did the whole fucking, like, fingers crossed behind the back? As he like, wrote oh, it? totally, yeah. dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like, sir, uh, this is. This is awfully a double cross. Like, no, no, no. You see, I have my fingers crossed. It makes it okay. Ah, genius. Uh, now, when he did show up, he, of course, was captured, enslaved, and used as a human footstool whenever the king went anywhere. Uh, whenever he mounted on horse, uh, the uh, former emperor Valerian would be brought over, whipped, ba- whipped out onto his uh, hands and knees, and then the king would climb on top of him onto his horse. Really? Yeah. Um, I can't think of a way to not do that. I don't even know what I would do. That's that's like that's only a, like it's a level of villainy that's in a comic book. Like you'd think like Frank Miller would have put that in three hundred for the Persian Emperor. Um, he was eventually uh, skinned alive and placed in the oh, Temple God. of the Gods. <laughs> yeah. Um, now uh, you'd probably think like, how the fuck did did, did they turn his skin into a jacket? What they do with the skin? Uh, they just kind of hung it up. Yeah. Like. We look. We have the Emperor of Rome skinning up this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the. the it's da- our drapes it's for the, the kitchen. It's the Dave Chappelle show of crib uh, of of cribs when like he's like, oh, I could get a motherfucking dinosaur <laughs> yeah, egg. Right the dinosaur egg. <laughs> it chop and he cuts his fucking head off. Except it's the skin of the Roman emperor. Uh, the kitchen drapes. I'm telling you. And you'd probably be thinking like. How would Rome just sit back like, huh, the emperor was kidnapped. We better rally some armies and get him back. Nobody even gave a fuck. Really? <laughs> yeah. What? Why? I don't was know. Was he just like a piece of shit? I assume so. Most emperors are. True, yeah. Anyway, back to... Like, oh, you took him. And they're just high-fiving in the back. No, not the emperor. <laughs> yeah. Anybody but him. Bitch is gone. <laughs> Because you like you know all of his aides like yeah you should totally buy uh, the king like, he's probably trustworthy <laughs> you should totally go they threw a rager and <laughs> once Stupid he left bitch actually believed us uh, so anyway back with Arminius uh, Arminius and his brother Flavus were sent to the Roman authority you say Favus Flavus Flavus also a Latin name so uh, also a flaccid penis when <laughs> I don't think that's the same Flavus. thing. F- that's floppus. That's very similar. Floppus uh, Odicus. <laughs> somehow that's a gladiator also, name. Yes. Somehow he's also Irish. Uh, floppus Odicus. Choose your weapon, Floppus Odicus. Uh, it's so the heli- he, just pull- he chooses the helicopter. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, because there's a reason why I say nobody knows their names. Because when they left the tribe, they had to pick a Roman name, or one was assigned to them. Either way, so these are Latin names. What would be yours? Uh, I think Flavus is a solid one. Uh, <laughs> Arminius is pretty close. Arminius is fucking cool as yeah. shit. I like it a uh, lot. It, yeah, it's Ar- Arminius. There, it's mine now. <laughs> mine would be like, hey, uh, bitch boy, come here. N- what? Nicholas. Ah, <laughs> oh, that sucks. Yeah, they show up and they just like choose your name. Uh, first impressions alone. I'll call you Limp Handshake. Fuck! <laughs> Breath that smells faintly like coffee. Damn it. Uh. Uh yeah, so they they were they're kind of their slave names, I guess you could say, because like they're they're hostages, and then the Romans picked their names, and those are the names that are written down in history books. I'd be a hostage. I mean, their lives sound pretty good. Yeah, 
for the time yeah, yeah. hell yeah i mean if you're gonna be kidnapped being kidnapped by the roman oh, yeah. empire is the way to go uh so they are given that because they were nobles in their tribe they are given the treatment of roman nobles as well um they began to adopt the Roman way of life over the course of several years, and the two brothers did really well in school and during military training. They learned Latin and both became Roman citizens. Soon they were made equestrians, which is low-ranking no- uh, Roman nobility. Um, the two brothers had gone to serve as esquits, uh, which I'm also pronouncing incorrectly. Uh, that is the closest thing you can compare to like a knight in, uh, mm, in nice. Roman society yeah in a lot of sources they just like yeah they were made knights but like Rome didn't have knights <laughs> yeah fuck that uh, they were land owning nobility and only one ranked removed from the senatorial class so these guys climbed pretty goddamn high they would serve as cavalry and scouts but also military commanders according to Plutarch the Equus focused uh, on heroic ethics and personal glory with their main goal of stripping the armor and weapons from their dead enemy in order to enrich themselves uh, this is done in order to advance their political uh, their uh, political lives within the Roman social circle, uh, because Rome had kind of turned into a martial society, which is why you saw a lot of politicians leading armies to further their senatorial runs. This is exactly like when every single time one of those Navy SEALs writes a book and then runs for oh, Congress. <laughs> Except at least these guys died when they were 36 from cholera. <laughs> I still remember the, the meme that I showed you earlier of the fucking SEAL trident, but he's fucking typing out a book, the fucking eagle. <laughs> this one time I killed that guy. Yeah, uh, so we all look forward to uh, the future Senator, uh, Senator Eddie Gallagher. Uh, please oh, don't kill me in my, my sleep. Oh, God. I have a family and at least two people that love me. Your dog. Yeah, uh, two dogs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, if uh, if you thought the Romans were going to waste all their time and money training these guys and never send them to war, you'd be very wrong. Arminius was sent to the Balkans to take command of a detachment of Roman auxiliary troops, which were non-Roman citizen troops, mm. um, to help put down rebellions in various tribes that rose up against the Roman Empire. Arminius turned out to be so good at stomping down rebellions, he just kept getting promoted. And then he was sent back home under the command, uh, back home to Germania under the command of one Publius Quintilius Varus. I don't know if I Jesus. said that correctly or not. Yeah, yeah. You can tell he's really fancy because how many Iliuses are in his yeah. name. Yeah. This is a guy that is definitely somebody's Twitter avatar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, he may have been in the latest Fallout uh, playing the, the Kaiser. Uh, th- no, that wasn't Fallout 4. This was Fallout 3. I'm, or was it New Vegas? I don't remember. <laughs> when they had a whole bunch of people LARPing as Romans. Oh, fuck. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, fuck. God, Fallout's so good. I need to play Outer Worlds. It's really good. Really? Yeah, within like 20 minutes of playing the game, I killed a company town, uh, rerouted power to a workers' commune, and murdered the managers of a local factory and gave it to the workers. It's 20 minutes? Unbrand. Yeah, it did not take long. <laughs> And I and I beat a cop to death with a cinder block. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> uh, actually, I you know what's way more entertaining than this podcast? Outer Worlds. You should play it. <laughs> yeah, I have it downloaded. I need to play it. Oh, it's so good. I've uh, been sweating over Call of Duty. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. Oh, I suck at that game so much. Uh, so Varus was a patrician. Uh, patricians are. So they had once been the ruling class, like the elite class of Rome during the time of the kingdom and then the Republic. Uh, since then, they had kind of fallen from their great standing. Uh, kind of like it, it's like the Kennedys, but they're all pedophiles and they're dying. <laughs> uh, 
As such, even though uh, Varus's family was nobility, they had somehow managed to be dirt fucking poor. I don't even know how you suck that bad. So you happen to be high class, but not high class? He was high class in title. But like his oh, okay. family, he just didn't have shit. His family is broke as fuck. <laughs> Which if there's nothing I like more than nobility that's poor. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm glad he 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 was poor. I don't know anything about his early life uh, other than what is in like uh, Plutarch and stuff. But I assume he's a huge piece of shit. <laughs> that's about most people we talk about. On yeah, the show. Yeah, uh, I would say uh, Varus very well be might be the most historical donkey we've ever talked about. Uh, simply because, uh, like, there is statues older than most societies talking about how much this guy sucked. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, his father, Sextus, uh, may have... Sextus? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Sextus. Just to go on and, and, and talk about how, how much this family sucked, his father, Sextus, may have very well been involved in the plot to kill Gaius Julius Caesar, uh, who... Kind of, sort of, was the first Roman emperor, but he was also the first Roman leader to really give a shit about the plebes. So, your name is way cooler than you are, Sextus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I imagine he's probably so fucking annoying. And then in the, uh, the ensuing civil war after Caesar was, was assassinated, he killed himself after losing a battle. Uh, because if there's, w- if there's one axiom we can get behind in the Lions Led by Donkeys podcast, it's, at first you don't succeed, kill yourself so it doesn't happen again. <laughs> yeah, you suck. <laughs> by the way, we will be talking about a lot of Romans killing themselves during this episode, which is something I always support. If, you're, if you are the me- a member of, of a, a horrible empire suppressing others, just, just, just go ahead and die. Do they do it after every battle they lose, or just various ways? Oh, we'll get to there. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, also, don't read into that too much. Otherwise, Nick and I have to kill ourselves. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not today, Satan. Uh, so, while Varys may have been doomed to a life of failure and poverty like his dad, he changed that by marrying far above his standing and managing to hook up with the daughter of a consul. Nice. Yeah. Uh, solid. Because uh, that's what I plan on doing. That's my only hope of getting out of poverty is that I somehow marry someone who is like a hedge fund manager, and then I end up in a lifetime movie for stealing all their money. <laughs> <laughs> or you die. I'll definitely end up dying. Yeah. Uh, I. I. My career arc is going to end being some weird, being someone's insurance scheme murder. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and who would play you? It'd probably be some no name and it'd be really bad. In a movie? I hope Serge Tankian from System of a Down. So, yeah. That'd be sweet. This is like the only Armenian I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah, that'd be fucking awesome. Or Robert Kevorkian. But he's dead already. (laughs) (laughs) I like the System of a Down. Uh, so yeah, he married uh, the daughter of a consul and weaseled his way into politics, nice. which is, which is kind of how it always happens in Rome. Every, oh, yeah. every like people like to talk about, like, well, the empire killed Roman democracy. There was never any such thing as Roman democracy. It was all intertangling family trees and rich people, kind of like today. Except at least they didn't lie about it. Like everybody knew it was corrupt. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so he he supported Caesar's heir Octavian and eventually got into the good graces of future emperor Tiberius. So he he liked the glad hand. Uh, he didn't really have anything else going for him because, as you'll find out, he was a huge piece of shit. I wonder well, what he did to fucking marry her. Uh, 
start yeah, getting dude. into politics. I mean, start getting into politics. Be it. I mean, he was from a noble family, so that was more important than the having no money. Maybe he was the hairdresser. No, I mean, his family name was more important than his wealth. Because, like, uh, the, I mean, obviously her dad had to agree to marry her off because this is a horrible, horrible society. Right. Uh, so he knew he was marrying his daughter into a good name. And he's like, whatever, I have money. Yeah, it's just for the, the name. Yeah, yeah, because you weren't going to marry a fucking plebe or a merchant who had money. That was just wasn't going to happen. Um, so while you think coming from... That's what I hope girls do is they marry me for the name and not me. Well, your last name is Casanova. That's pretty true. baller. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely not for the money. That sweet oh, yeah. E5 salary. Yeah. Hey, honey, you want a Camaro with 30% interest? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Charger. Yeah. Oh, my bad. I'm, I'm a bit behind the times in the newest barracks. Uh, I'm sorry. Car. I just don't like Camaros. <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of any car that's in the barracks parking lot. <laughs> Every barracks parking lot is the sea of Mustangs, Camaros, and uh, Chargers. There's boats in these parking lots. How? I need to send you pictures of my barracks parking lot. How the fuck is lot. someone that's living I in the barracks like, yeah, that's my fucking... I saw a fucking boat the other day. I was like, what the fuck? That's just some E7 who doesn't want to pay to store Probably. it somewhere. Like, what? How much is storing a boat? Fuck that. I'm putting this in the barracks. <laughs> Meanwhile, if somebody in the barracks car like has something slightly wrong with it for two weeks and doesn't move, it's like, tow that bitch. <laughs> Uh, so if you, if you thought, uh, Vares growing up from nothing and fighting his way to respectability in the, in the noble scene would have maybe made him like, uh, sympathetic to the common man or like someone who has to work for a living, but you'd be very, very wrong. Uh, before Varus would go on to govern Germania, he would take control of the Roman, uh, of the Roman area of Africa and Syria at various parts, uh, uh, while he was in political power. And he did his best to be yield, uh, Assad for the most part. Mm. Yeah. Uh, he quickly cultivated a reputation for being a massive dickhead. Uh, for instance, in Judea, he rose taxes at a crippling rate. And when people got pissed off about it, he crucified 2000 people. When they were pissed? Yeah. He said, eh. Well, there was a bit of an armed uprising, but like they rose their taxes to the point they couldn't eat. So it's like, well, I guess we have to fight them because we're all going to starve to death. Oh, fuck. So he, he crucified them along a road that covered miles. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. So it's like Bashar, al- he gets the Bashar al-Assad like thumbs up of approval when it comes to rule in Syria. <laughs> uh... This actually caused the famous Jewish boycott of Roman pottery, uh, which seems really passive-aggressive for someone who just committed a mass crucifixion against you, but, you know, do your, do your thing, guys. Uh, so during his time in Syria, he once rose taxes and used four legions under his command to kill anybody who even looked at him wrong. It was after this he went back to Rome and took part in the same operation as Arminius against the Illyrian Revolt in the Balkans, uh, where he committed some of the most brutal slaughters of the war in order to put down one of Rome's biggest challenges since the Punic Wars. This war would, uh, this uprising eventually spiral out of control uh, so badly that it would require half of every Roman legion to take care of. Uh, and yeah, a lot of the awful shit that Varus did definitely helped end the war uh, because people didn't want to fight someone who's literally bathing yeah, in your children's fuck. blood and crucifying thousands of people. Like, maybe this isn't worth it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in 7 AD, Emperor Augustus eventually appointed Varus to be the first governor of the newly created Roman province of Germania. 
After years of bitter warfare, the various tribes of the area had been momentarily crushed, giving the Romans hope they could not only pacify the area, as they have done for a lot of tribes, but turn into an actual providence of the empire. Um, Varus may have been chosen for the shop specifically because of his brutality. Really? Yeah, his actions while governor and during the Illyrian revolts uh, had spread far beyond the borders of the Roman Empire to the point that, like, he was like the boogeyman for neighboring tribes. You're such a dickhead. We need you to yeah. come do this. Yeah. Well, they're like, hmm, we have a lot of tribes who historically fight us. How can we get them to stop doing that? Uh, have we tried sending in the genocidal ma- maniac that we have down in Africa? Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. He wears their dicks as necklaces. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oof, it's gross. Flavus is like, I dig it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, that's my shit. <laughs> this is my jam. Uh, and there's a good reason to believe it would work. Uh, even though Varus was not a soldier, he had shown himself able to put the fear of Rome and God into people. He was not a, a classically trained, even for uh, a Roman commander, a soldier. Like He had never been a soldier. He had never even played soldier as a lot of Roman nobles do. He was just a politician who really liked to kill a lot of people. That will become important later. Mm. Because the dude had no fucking idea what he was doing. He like. Was- in charge of multiple legions and actually fighting people, he had no idea what he was doing. He only could, like, his command only worked when uh, his legions were stabbing on our people. As long as they're not fighting back, we're good. Yeah, it's like the Italian army of World War II. <laughs> yeah. We're only good if we're shooting on our black people, <laughs> like the LAPD. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. You know, I, I dog on the LAPD a lot. When like Seattle's just down the street, and I could just as easily shit on them. I can. Ju- I like the whole LAPD thing because it's more my territory. Yeah, yeah. So that's definitely my jam. And I've never had my ass beat by Seattle PD, and I assume you've had a few run-ins. My brother has. <laughs> oh man. Uh, and my you- dad was working for him too. It made no <laughs> sense. Your dad's one of the good ones. Your son, on the other hand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now more than that, the tribes are not really up to a. Like up for a fight at the time. For instance, in order to resist Roman power, the various Teutonic tribes of the area would have to unite. Uh, but they had long fallen into bitter infighting after getting their shit stomped in by the Roman general Saturanius for uh, the last few years. Um, now, this is kind of like the ebb and flow of tribal uprising against the uh, ebb and flow, not even flow. It's different. Yes! <laughs> uh, Thank you for sending me that today. <laughs> Now, that was awesome. Uh, I was going to do it, but I didn't. <laughs> that took courage. So uh, the, the normal ebb and flow of like tribal uprising against the Roman Empire was like one powerful chieftain would reunite or chieftain or king or whichever would unite all the surrounding tribes. And then together they would resist Rome until the alliance kind of fell apart. They'd all kill each other and then Rome would move in. Okay. Yeah. It's. Yeah, that sounds like a solid. It's kind of like every insurgency ever, like yeah. the Lebanese Civil War. Yeah, they just fight each. <laughs> yeah, they're like, we'll re- unite until these motherfuckers go away, and then uh, they'll all just massacre one another. <laughs> uh, I mean, fucking Arminius's own dad was declared a coward uh, for uh, bending his knee to the Romans and then executed. So yeah, how doesn't say. I believe uh. he had his head cut off, which was then boiled. What? Okay. Yep. Yeah, that's something they do a lot. Gotta get that cheek meat. <laughs> what is face meat called again? Um, barbacoa? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They made man barbacoa. <laughs> <laughs> this Arminius mm, is tacos. awfully tight. Yeah. 
And that was when the first street taco was made out of Arminius' dad's face. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> tastes like bitch. <laughs> tastes like sweet, sweet coward. Uh, so, Virus is pretty much like everyone else. And, like, he, he thought the same way as everybody else. And he was mostly correct in his idea that they, were, they weren't really going to be doing a whole lot of fighting. They didn't have a unifying factor. They are busy fighting each other. Standing up against Rome wasn't really going to work. There was going to be localized fighting where like individual tribes be like, hey, fuck the Romans, but they'd get crushed. Right. So that those were normally the ones you kidnap your chieftain's son and then they fall in line. And then your chieftain's son then gets redeployed back against you in a couple of years. That's insane still. Yeah. God. Yeah. Uh, now, Varus in com- uh, now Varus is in command and was uh, given a trusted assistant, which he had come to know and really like during his fighting in the Balkans. That assistant was none other than Arminius. Second command into subjugating his own family. Yeah. Yeah. Now, as unknown, how loyal to the Roman emperor emperor or empire that Arminius was at this point in his life. He never wrote anything. He didn't keep a diary. His uh, MySpace has been really hard to track down. Um, But he had a jamming playlist. Yeah. yeah, I wanted people want to be on his top 10 friends. You know, his quote was the fallout boy lyric. (laughs) Sugar, we're going down. God damn it. Arminius. (laughs) His background is just flashing geocities. Um, now, he had served... Uh, Mine was a sweet skull with flames on it when oh, I was a kid. You're yeah. way before the Punisher arc. You should just put like a, a line over it and started making an apparel. Oh, yeah, yeah. And sweet. Yeah. Instead, you had to go enlist and I went, do dumb shit. Yeah, it fucked up. Yeah. Way to go, Matt Best. Oh. <laughs> uh, now, Arminius had served in the Roman military and uh, helped secure its borders from rebellion for years, but... No, that's no real, I mean, there's, you can take that as loyalty because he didn't like fuck off and run because remember his brother's also in service. So if he would have ran, his brother probably would have been executed. Right. And he probably didn't know his dad was dead because it's not like he could like shoot him yeah, a text. Yeah, he, couldn't, yeah. he was th- thousands of miles away. Um, they had bad phone service at the time. Yeah. From what uh, I this, remember. The cell towers in Germania are notoriously shitty. Yeah. Um, his, he was out of minutes. I believe he also had cricket. <laughs> his dad definitely had cricket. <laughs> yeah. I need the big buttons. <laughs> <laughs> I had jitterbug. <laughs> he had jitterbug. <laughs> um, now there, there, I mean, there's no evidence of disloyalty, but I mean, it seems like it's like a bittered loyalty. Like, he is, what the fuck else am I gonna do? I can't go home. It's true because I've been hanging out in Rome for so long. Um, now, there's some historical evidence to show that Arminius had some long harbored dreams about becoming the king of his tribe. Which, I mean, fair enough. He was the prince when he left, uh, though it is unknown if he meant to be as a king as a Roman client or not, or if he wanted to be an independent king, right? He's going to be king. That what changed, however, what, what tipped his, um, his loyalties definitely was Varus. You see, Arminius might have been fine crushing, slaughtering and subjugating other people with Varus. I mean, they're not my tribesmen, but once Varus was let loose on his own people, uh, and the, the Germanic tribe started getting the Varus treatment. His loyalty to Rome quickly began to falter. Mm. He quickly set out on a mission to unite the tribes once again, this time around himself, because it's not like he's like, yeah, my brother's really cool. Uh, but he would do so carefully. Tribal hatreds and, uh, hatreds and generations of war were not quickly going to be forgotten. I wonder how he would prove that he was, he's the prince, like, he is the true heir. Well, everybody knew that uh, his dad, his dad's like prince, his, his oldest son had gone to Rome. 
So like he's like, yep, I'm him. But I feel like they still need something like a secret handshake. Yeah, they definitely need a secret handshake. Yeah, it's definitely like a fist bump followed Wait, by an explosion on. noise. Slap, 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 slap. Oh, you're good. Uh, there's mostly uh, there. There was many Germanic tribes who hated Rome, but uh, by no means did they want to invite death and destruction back into their fields and families by fighting them. Because if you fought Rome, your tribe was most likely going to cease to exist. They would burn your crops, mm. take your women, kill all the men. Yeah, they weren't cool. Uh, normal stuff. Others may have been Roman clients uh, and fully bought into fuck it, if you can't beat them, you'll join them type attitude. Uh, while being a foreign sub- subject to the Roman Empire was never a great time, the tribal leaders had grown rich and powerful, trading things like food, iron, and luxury goods with the empire. So, like, maybe in some yield form of trickle-down economics there, the, the kings of these tribes would trade all these things with Rome and then give them to people he liked and then still the bottom rung of his tribe would starve and be poor Suffer. because because this trickle down economics so, doesn't work <laughs> back then just sucked like <laughs> it wasn't a good like hang out in the woods nothing until i want to do until you die from whatever disease makes you shit blood yeah and nothing i want to really want to do you're either gonna shit blood and die or someone's gonna shove a sword into your face or you're gonna be sold into slavery or then you'll die of shit blooding disease i, I might do something know. stupid that i didn't know like i might get cut by a branch and die yeah oh that's an infection <laughs> yeah you might drink like huh time to get some water from the well oh cholera <laughs> yeah fuck like a piece of pork will kill your ass like this this fucking sucks i have no idea how human humanity continued to advance when simply existing would kill you yeah i mean i know now everything gives me cancer but at least i'll die of cancer in my 50s like <laughs> Yeah, I don't plan on going past my 50s. Yeah, it's all downhill from there. Yeah. I'll lose what's left of my hair. I'll get fat. My joints will hurt more. You know, actually, the 50s sounds a lot like 31 for me. Oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah, the 30s are great. How do you great. plan on going out? Suicide bombing? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> uh, I was going to go out. I plan on going full Shahid, but like... I was going to plan on having my hopefully wife at the time suffocate me. Sit on me. I mean, if that's going to be your kink, suicide yes. bombing's mine. I'm really into vests. <laughs> what, what kind of vest would it be? Would it like, be like a fishing vest? Uh, it'd be a tasteful cardigan, but it's full of Ooh. C4. <laughs> like Mr. Rogers. Yeah, yeah. And just like, uh, just like myself, Mr. Rob, uh, Mr. Rogers is also a Shahid. So. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, before your suicide bombing, you just sing to them? They're like, oh, this is nice. Then <laughs> just fucking like, oh no, no, I'm not gonna kill the people. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna like just go out to a field somewhere and blow myself up. Oh, okay. Because at least I you're gonna painless. kill something. No, I, because like I want to, uh, I want my like I want my remains to be sprinkled through uh, Disneyland. But I don't want to be cremated. I feel like blowing myself up is the best way to facilitate that. Just put body parts everywhere yeah. in Disneyland. Yeah, it's a small world after all. And there's my leg. <laughs> Not only do I get to ruin some farmer and Yum's crops by blowing myself up, I get to scar children for the rest of their lives. Nice. Yeah, it's a twofer. It's a lot like my dad. <laughs> now, I like when he gets brought up in this. He's actually the fourth co-host after the CIA. Yeah. Well, really, he's the ultimate co-host, because if it wasn't for breaking my brain at a very young age, I wouldn't find military history so funny. It would be tragic, like everybody else treats it. Uh, now, like I was saying... Some of these tribes may very well have been loyal to Rome. Uh, and like 
like I had talked about before, the barbarization of Rome. Now, this is far, far down the line. They had the best haircuts at the time, <laughs> barbarization. Uh, just the barber surgeons of Rome. <laughs> now, uh, like a lot of people blame the Germanic tribes uh, diluting the Roman army, which led to the downfall of Rome, which has largely been disproven. Uh, but a lot of people of Germanic descent were in the Roman army. So there was a fair amount of loyalty there, at least loyal enough to collect a paycheck and a pension, right. which is really the only way a commoner could get that back then. Also today. So <laughs> <laughs> very true. Um, either way, Arminius began to build up his alliance uh, slowly, but surely uh, as several of the chieftains immediately. Uh, so like he, he got a lot of the chieftains to, to, uh, agree to his plan or at least agree to follow him for the time being. But a lot of the chieftains he talked to were like, holy fuck, this guy's going to bring war to our neighborhood and immediately ran and told Varus about his new second command being a turncoat. What a fucking snitch. I know, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, there's a there's a Latin saying, which is snitches get stitches. Mm. Um, yeah, that was how the... This how that the, translates worldwide. Yeah, yeah, it's timeless. Um one of the chieftains who came forward was Arminius's own father-in-law. Really? <laughs> yeah. What a fucking ass. Which admittedly is like as old as in-law, like people, their in-laws oh, hating the in-law their kids. Wars. Yeah, it's as old as time itself. It's like I kind of, I kind of don't like Rome, but fuck that guy. Puts his dick in my daughter. <laughs> I think not. <laughs> now, uh, there's a couple ways you can take this. Either Varus totally trusted his second command. Uh, and why wouldn't you? Uh, because like, there's a good, there's a fair amount of evidence that people didn't see Arminius as a barbarian anymore. He had been Roman for years, and like, he totally bought in. He Cleaned was up a, nicely. He was assimilated. Yeah, he was one of the good ones. If you are uh, Varus, uh, <laughs> or Varus, what overthought the whole thing, and he thought that the chieftains were simply coming forward to rat on Arminius. Um, was because they were the his tribe's rivals, which was also true. Right. But also both of those things were true. Like, yes, but also no. <laughs> this is so juicy. Yeah. It, this is so cool. It's Game of Thrones if it wasn't so dumb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I saw one of the best ha- uh, Halloween costumes ever. It was just some lady wearing a trash bag with a sign that said the last season of Game of Thrones. I like, I feel that inside me. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but e- either one of those excuses, uh, Varus didn't believe any of it. He's like, not my boy. My boy Arminius got my back. You're just a snitch punk bitch. Yeah. Somebody slash that man. Um, as Arminius's coalition grew, they began to lay a trap. Mm. Arminius knew that goading the Romans into open combat would be suicide. No matter how many tribes he got, he wasn't going to be like, yep, let's stand toe-to-toe with the Romans and we'll win this. Uh, instead, he'd have to take them out of their element a bit. I mean, he began to spread a rumor. Battle them at Dance Dance Revolution. Yeah, it's like, bring out the pads. Get on the sticks, motherfucker. Let's do <laughs> yeah. this. 1v1. Yeah. And the fucking uh, Heaven song comes on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly what happened. Oh, that's that's going to be the intro to this fucking episode. Fuck yeah, <laughs> That was my favorite fucking song in DDR. The fact that you play DDR with your clumsy fucking feet. <laughs> oh, man, my brother. So my brother was a DDR master. Oh, was he the guy that grabbed the platform from the back and like... Doo, 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 no, doo, no, no, no. He was... He didn't need no motherfucking platform. Ooh. He'd do a fuckload of coke and then do <laughs> <laughs> and then play DDR for hours until the point that he lost a lot of weight. And second thought, 
it may have been all the coke. Yeah. <laughs> but he lost like 80 goddamn pounds. Are we talking about the brother that used to beat your ass? Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah, he was fat as shit. But then he did a lot of coke and did DDR and he lost a lot of weight. <laughs> Starvation is a diet. Yeah. Uh, starvation and instead of uh, working out, you just do coke. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the starvation helped because he had no money. Uh, because, he's, <laughs> because he spent it all on coke. Yeah. Mmm, <laughs> dinner. <laughs> this dinner tastes an awful lot like coke. I love uh, dinner powder. Now, uh, Ar- so Arminius was starting to make a plan, uh, and, and that plan was spreading a rumor. And that rumor was not the fact that some far-off barbarian fucked Varus' sister. Dude, this is so fucking Mean Girls-esque. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. It's so gossipy. Who here has not been victimized by Regina Varus? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even go to this legion! <laughs> of all the things that I thought would be quoted on the show... Never Mean Girls, but it happened. It did. We've gone there. Mean Girls is fucking great. I don't care what fucking anybody says. It's the only good movie that Lindsay Lohan was ever in. And much like my brother, Coke and and DDR ruined her life too. Oh, man. (laughs) Uh, She's like, if I just do the Heaven song one more time, (laughs) my dad will love me again. Uh, Now, so he's began to spread rumors of a far-off rebellion taking place out where else but in the middle of the goddamn woods where the Romans have never been before. I could have sworn this was a movie. I think I've seen. They this did, movie. yeah, yeah. It's called the. I think it's the the Legion? eagle. The is either the eagle or the the Le- Legion or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it has some actor that I know that's in it. That's yeah, pretty the, bad. Fucking. It was uh, uh, a nameless white guy with blue eyes. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, someone's gonna be like, "Oh, that was this movie, dumbass." Yeah. But like, <laughs> <laughs> like every time, leave me alone. I have brain damage. If it's not in the script, I can't remember it. <laughs> um, so. It's important that, like, Varus knew that nobody had ever been there before. Because, like, that shit... He had been doing this, like, oppression shit for so long. But he was so used to dealing with, like, unarmed, like, weak civilians. Or in the case of Judea, they weren't soldiers used to fighting for generations like the barbarians were. Right. Um, so he's like, yeah, fuck it, let's go. And everybody's, like, in that the middle quick. of the woods. Like, all everybody under him, other than Varus, like, into the middle of the woods. Where we've never been before. That sounds like a really bad idea. And and Arminius is like, nah, dude, we should totally go. Let's go fuck these dudes up. And so we all know who Varus listened to, right? Wow. <laughs> so he jumped at the chance to go in some glory for himself. So he rallied up his legions, all 20,000 odd man of them, and started marching. Now, Varus knew he had never been to these woods or in that part of Germania at all. So he decided to ask the only person he could trust to make a battle plan and a route of marching. Arminius! Really? Yep. He's second in command. Oh, man, this is great. <laughs> Arminius told the Romans he knew of a shortcut. Yes! <laughs> Detour. It would cut several days off the army's march. That just sounds terrible. Fuck. The problem was, of course, it was a very, very thick forest, not interspersed with anything you could consider roads, even for the time, which is like, I mean, the so the Romans... When they normally march places that were like rough, they would have to build roads as they went because, you know, they have their supply carts and everything following right. after them. Uh, they didn't even have that. Uh, this required the Romans to spread out over miles and slowly hack their way for the forest and labor and build roads so their pack animals and carts could get through. Yeah. That's to, too much work. To make matters worse, the army was not alone. This is not an army built for the march. 
Uh, rather, it was an army marching between its summer and winter quarters mm. when Arminius told them where the rebellion was going on. And rather than get to the winter quarters and then deploy the, the legions, Varus brought everybody with him. This meant that during the march, when Arminius told Varus about the rebellion that's, uh, that needed immediate attention, hence diverting his march towards summer quarters, uh, the Roman army included thousands of camp followers. Uh, camp followers were soldiers' kids, spouses, tailors, sex workers, and all the things that keep an army going on the campaign. These decidingly not soldiers did not know how to march or do manual labor, and instead strung out the army even further. Bastards. Yeah. Build the road, kid! <laughs> I'm going, Dad! <laughs> yeah. You get like a five-year-old building road next to a sex worker and like <laughs> an 80-year-old tailor. Like, my my fingers hurt. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that reminds me of fucking... What is it? Oh, it's where Ben Stiller's the shitty... Uh... That is uh, Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Oh, man. You stop sewing, I'll give you gardening detail for a week. <laughs> Uh, as Arminius led the legion further and further into the forest, which, by the way, he is literally leading them. He's like, only I know the way. I, I, I imagine he's like, holy fuck, it's working. <laughs> God, these guys are so stupid. <laughs> uh, they crossed fields, pastures, and swamps, further complicating things. Practice came such a bitch that the legions were stretched out over eight miles. Fuck. As they're building roads by hand in swamps. Nobody's like, this seems like a trap. This is this is trappy, Are right? Are you sure this is a shortcut? Like Meanwhile, Legion Legionnaire fucking uh uh God damn it, I can't remember the guy's name from Star Wars now. Akbar. Oh, Le- the Legionnaire Akbar? Akbar is like uh I don't see a trap either. And is the only alien <laughs> in the Legion? Like he's clearly an alien, but everybody thinks he's a legionnaire. It's a trap. Shut up, Akbar. You think everything's a trap. So just when uh, Varus is thinking the situation probably couldn't get any worse or dumber, a torrential downpour began to uh, turn their small trail into a mud slick. Yeah. This is all going his way. Yeah. Uh, if you could roll the dice and everything comes up bad during a march, he found it. <laughs> Why is there a part of the dice that's my second in command turning traitor? Weird. Mm, probably shouldn't <laughs> believe these. He's just loading the dice. <laughs> So much train was coming down so fast and so hard uh, that the tops of the trees broke off and fell onto the legionnaires. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Their heavy armor became waterlogged and heavy. As they tried to walk, they slipped and fell and got injured, and some of them drowned. What? <laughs> well, Marchie? <laughs> like, they fell into, like, low water crossings. <laughs> like, that fucking idiot that dies every, like, August in Texas. Oh, if it rains at Fort Hood, just... Five minutes yeah. of raining, somebody's going to die. Yeah, for people who are unaware, uh, during uh, in low water crossings around Fort Hood, there's like signs that say, turn around, don't drown, because it happens so often. Uh, yeah, so horses fell in the mud. Uh, pack, metal, pack animals were hurt and had to be left on the side of the road, and carts got stuck. Yeah, uh, fun. This is when I like to, uh, to think that, so uh, this is around the time when Arminius realized that this is about as good as it's going to get. And he ran off into the woods. And this I, is going too good. Yeah. And, and this is where I like to think that like, it was the Homer Simpson meme of him slowly backing <laughs> away into the hedges. <laughs> and he just cut, he backs into the hedges as a Roman and comes back as a barbarian king. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. This guy's awesome. But he really did show up with tens of thousands of barbarian soldiers. With a new su- set of armor. <laughs> Uh, now the legions Varus brought with him were not battle hardened. Uh, some some sources say that there's battle hardened legions, but they weren't. 
most of them were new soldiers on their initial contract and on their first and what would turn out to be their last campaign. Mm. Uh, this is probably why when the barbarians laid into them with javelins, nobody really did anything. They're like, oh, we better wait for orders. And then they didn't come. <laughs> I guess we should just stand here. And Those get- are long pulls outside the officer's head. <laughs> huh. The, uh, the, the praetor has a, has a spear in his face. <laughs> That's probably not good. Uh, so orders weren't given. Formations couldn't be formed in the very uh, thin roads. And nobody re- had any idea of really what to do. Yeah, because people are still drowning in the mud. Yeah, and like... And the thing is, is everybody's stretched out so far. Like it's like it's almost ten miles I still of f- soldiers. So like when the front part of the army got ambushed, the people in the back had no fucking idea they were even under attack. They're just still being drowned by their own <laughs> fucking armor. I think of Chief Wiggum when he got stuck in the the printer, the roller with his tie. He's like, "Oh boy, I got my own issues here." That's what they were thinking in the back. <laughs> like. This turned into like a 10, 15, 20 mile long rolling ambush, not because the barbarians were clever, which arguably they were, but because the Romans were so fucking dumb and so deep into a trap. Oh, man, that's great. They're like up to their neck and like fucking quicksand and someone's like, here, take my hand. (laughs) Oh, a little too far now. (laughs) Grab this rope. It just hits him in the head. (laughs) Thanks. Bitch, I ain't got no hands. Bite it. Uh, so, like, the people in the back had no idea what was going. Like, yeah, we should probably keep walking. And then they'd get ambushed. And then the next people a couple <laughs> miles back. You see the dead bodies and you're like, oh, they drowned. <laughs> That's a javelin sticking out of their fucking body. Huh. There's, a, there's way more dead bodies on this trail than I expected. That's probably fine. <laughs> the whole drowning thing's fucking insane to me. Uh, Varus struggled to get his forces uh, together and, and keep moving. Because that was the thing. like, fuck, we're getting ambushed. Well, we just have to keep pushing forward. We can't fight here. I mean, which... Push through the kill zone. So, yeah, somehow, admittedly, this is what the U.S. <laughs> Army does. Like, we're getting ambushed. Gotta keep driving. Uh, the roads were so narrow that the Romans couldn't put a formation together to resist whatsoever. So the barbarian just like, this is going really well. This is going great. We should just keep hanging out and assaulting these guys. Yeah. Uh, Varus knew the closest Roman outpost was a full 60 miles away at Haltern. Close enough. So he decided, fuck it, that's my only option. <laughs> so they just started marching. That's not an option. That's 60 miles. 60 miles. I don't want to drive 20 miles. And it, so a lot of historical sources um, say that, like, the small, plucky band of barbarians, but it was almost an equal size force. It was almost, it was like 15 that's to... That's a lot. Yeah, it was like 15 to 20,000 against 15 to 20,000. It wasn't like... This plucky band of, of, of outlaws, like the a lot of people that tell the story, like like so, so like it was a fucking the Sanalot of the barbarians. No, it, it was the closest thing to a peer force the Romans could have fought at the worst time possible. So even if he would have ran a full sixty miles away, there'd been sixty miles of getting fucking ambushed. Which then he got to a Roman garrison, which is significantly smaller than himself, which he then would have just put under siege by the twenty thousand barbarians. Yeah. It's a, just you a brought dumb, him here. Yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, you killed us, Boris. I thought you were cool, man. <laughs> what are we gonna do? Uh, so the Romans just kept marching as barbarians on countless hit and runs attack on the column. God, that sucks. Like, fuck, we have to walk how far? Oh shit, you killed Frank. I would just pretend I'm 
dead on the streets. I would well, on the road. I would probably be like, oh, time to fall over and be a slave. <laughs> <laughs> I drowned. Oh fuck, I'm in danger. <laughs> I'm in danger. Every Roman like every Roman conscript, like how fast can I run the other way? <laughs> the rain continued to fall and rendered the Roman bows worthless. Uh so according to Suetonius, how? Uh, the sinew strings, the particular strings that they tr- they strung their bows with, would get waterlogged when they got wet. Yeah, so they they couldn't fire them. What? They just become slack. <laughs> it's like your dick after you drink too much whiskey. They had whiskey except, string. <laughs> they had whiskey except, bows. Except most people don't try to defend themselves through dick. Uh, that mind disappointing. <laughs> so like, imagine you're a Roman archer and you're like, ha ha, fuck, <laughs> yeah. And it should be noted, like, the, the barbarians knew that, which is why they only brought javelins. That's awesome. <laughs> it didn't take long for individual Romans to throw the javelins that they had, because most of them carried, like, pilums. Like, the, this, they'd have javelins they'd throw before battle and then engage uh, with, like, their, their gladiuses, because I believe they're still using gladiuses at this time. So I want to bring up this whole javelin thing. My commander likes to bring, he used to throw javelins in college. Oh, Jesus yeah, I know. I, I already like where the story's going. So he's for Halloween and all that. He wants everybody dressed up at the company. I'm still wearing my costume. I'm my commander because this is what he wears on the normal, even at it work. It should be noted he's just wearing a long sleeve black shirt and pants. But he has this always going on because I don't own Patagucci. He has a lot of Patagucci stuff. Well, yeah, he's, he's an officer and he can afford it. Exactly. So I got what close shit I could resemble to it. I wore flip flops and I took his javelin from his office and I started carrying it around the company <laughs> today. So you just dressed up like a shit bag. I dressed it up as him, and he loved it. <laughs> of course. He, someone that dresses up like that, and, and let me guess, he used to be Special Forces, or in a Special Forces unit? Yeah. Yeah. Anybody, someone who already thinks of himself like that, there's no greater like flattery than like, ha-ha, he dressed up like me, even though I, because he's too dumb to realize he's being mocked. <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> I just wanted to throw the javelin in the PT field was my whole thing. That's my only reason for wearing this. So, Nick, how'd you get demoted? Oh, I threw a javelin. I hit somebody's wife. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get into throwing it, so. Um, so, yeah. Uh, where was I? Yeah, so um, the Romans threw all their javelins, uh, and at that point, they had nothing left to defend themselves, and they pretty much just had to wait until the barbarians got close. Mm, that sucks. Now, uh, Arminius' troop. Press their attacks, uh, but they didn't attack large bodies of Roman troops at once. Do you think they tried throwing the arrows like javelins? I have somebody's like, eh, it's worth a shot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they tried to use some, uh, I think they had some slings, but like there wasn't a whole lot of rocks because David versus Goliath. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, slings were a pretty revolutionary weapon when uh, Athens and Sparta fielded them. Yeah. Because I they used were. used to use them all the time in the game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so like the Romans, like small groups of Romans, like a cohort or whatever would uh, try to like square up. Uh, they would, they would put formations together in small groups, like just to band together to defend themselves a little bit better. Arminius didn't attack them. He, he sent his barbarians to effectively mug people. He would only, tar- he'd only target single troops or like small groups and then run back into the woods. Oh, so he'd target the single soldiers, the <laughs> so, fucking barrack soldiers. So like one Roman soldier would be running and like four barbarians would pop up, hack him to death and run back into the woods. Oh, God. <laughs> I thought you meant like take his fucking wallet, like shake him down a little bit. Like, hey, hey, hey. Run hey, your hey. shit, bitch. Yeah. Give it up. Oh, fuck, you can have my sandals. Holding him by the ankles. <laughs> Just a whole bunch of fucking 
barley falls out. <laughs> yeah, they pay me in wheat. <laughs> yeah, like they would only attack when they absolutely knew they could overwhelm the Romans they were attacking. That's terrifying. And they did that all the way up and down the columns until. Oh God! So like, slowly but surely, the Roman army is being whittled away. I imagine like you'd be by yourself, like. Quick, he's by himself. Get him. Oh, God. <laughs> Did that bush just talk? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, uh, remember this this string of people is, like, almost 10 miles long. It's really easy to pick apart this this group of uh, soldiers. I wonder if, while you're getting attacked by yourself, if you just act like you like it, they'll stop. <laughs> Maybe smile at him. Yes. Slash me again. Oh, this is weird. <sighs> Or, or like, if you pop up, like, the barbarians pop up and kill again in front of you, you're just like, yeah, kill that motherfucker! Yeah. And then just start pretending to be a barbarian. Yeah, and start jerking it a little bit. <laughs> like, oh, God. Don't, don't make it weird, man. Yeah. Is he making eye contact? Uh, now, as Ar- remember, Arminius picked the battlefield, and he picked the direction of march, where the Romans were going. So he knew exactly where each turn they were going to go. This one guy fucked over... So many people. Tens of it's thousands awesome. of people. Yeah. So each time the Romans are like, fuck it, we have to turn this way. Well, Arminius knew that that was the only way they could have gone. So they'd run to another trap. It's uh, like Home Alone. <laughs> Arminius is yeah. Kevin McAllister. <laughs> yeah. The Romans just bumbling, like tripping over toy cars and hit with paint cans. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. In uh, one case. Running they- into javelin. <laughs> In one case, they march into a giant bog that was only 60 feet wide, compressing the column even more and slowing them down as they slog through a swamp. Barbarians began cutting off larger and larger parts of the column and then slaughtering them, leaving them unable to defend themselves. After three days of tripping over their dicks into continuous ambushes, Varus decided to say fuck it and led his men on a forced night march in a desperate bid to escape the death trap they had wandered into. Want to guess what happens next? I'm going to wait for it. Another ambush! Yes! <laughs> uh, Arminius is the Oprah it's of so ambushes. Bad. And you get an ambush! And you get an ambush! I don't want this prize! <laughs> Please stop killing my friends! <laughs> Trenches and obstacles had been laid out all around the path, ensuring this would be the end of the road. To make things worse, the barbarians had built giant berms on both sides of the, of the trail. Uh, which is only about 100 foot wide at this point. Uh, this allowed the panicked Romans to literally pack themselves into a corner, have nowhere to go, and the barbarians would sit behind the berms and just stab and slash at them from cover. It, it sounds horrifying. It is the closest thing to actually shooting fish in a barrel I think we've ever talked about. Oh my god, that's horrifying. At this point, all order and discipline that had managed to survive the last three days in the Roman forces... Three days? What the fuck? <laughs> was gone. Romans dropped their weapons and ran for their lives while others stood and were slaughtered. Varus, seeing no other way out, literally pulled out his sword and fell on it. What? <laughs> Time what? to go out like gentlemen. One, <laughs> one legatus named Pneumonius Valla abandoned his men and attempted to escape but was cut down by the barbarian cavalry. Oh my god. Fearing enslavement and torture... Or both, a lot of Romans gave up trying to fr- uh, fight and frantically began to kill themselves before the barbarians came too close. This is fucking terrible. Oh you God. can't kill me if I kill myself. <laughs> this is the I can't, you can't fire me, I quit of yeah. ancient warfare. <laughs> My whole thing is like, time to go out like brave gentlemen. Just falls on his shit. Like, yeah, I mean that's that's where the saying comes from. Fall on your sword. He quite. I mean, I don't know if he actually did, but every maybe he tried fighting. He's like. 
Follow me, man. He, he fucking wasn't... tripped. Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, he killed himself. The what Benny, a fucking asshole. The Benny Hill music. <laughs> yeah. I mean, both Suetonius and Plutarch both note that he fell on his sword. And I don't know if that's like them having respect. I feel for, like they were just joking. For like Roman nobility. Like, yeah, he was an honorable man who fell on his sword. Or like, nope, he just hacked at his own throat until he died. <laughs> just... <laughs> But he didn't like have enough balls to fully commit, so it took like eight tries. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just imagine—I don't know—like the Keystone Cop song playing as Romans running away from the barbarians while trying to kill themselves before the barbarians can kill them. You, yeah, yeah. It's—I don't know how long that went on for, but hours. God, that sucks. <laughs> In the end, around twenty thousand Romans lay dead. Is there a way to pretend to be a barbarian at this point? Like. Maybe if there's a barbarian laying dead, you put on his shit like, really quick. Like, I'm one of you guys. What's your name? Uh, Carl? Oh, yeah, I remember Carl. Oh, it's a school. Oh, Carl. it worked. Holy shit. Thank God I took that barbarian class. Yeah. I speak German. This is exactly like uh, Wind Talkers. When the, yeah. Where he paints himself to look like a really bad Japanese soldier and then learns one Japanese word. Like, you know, he only learned, like, one word of ancient German. It was just like, dicks, penis, fuck. Because, like, the only thing anybody ever learns is the swear words. True. That's like, if, if any of the time ever comes up, I'm going to have a stash of uniforms in my house when I grow up. In case anybody ever invades. Exactly. And then when they come and clear my shit, I'm going to put on the same uniform before they come in. Bro, bro you just live start in, clearing the same shit that they're clearing. You live in California. When the next war comes, it's going to be a civil war, and they're gunning for your skin, not your uniform. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> you, no, no matter how hard you slick your hair back and wear overalls, you can't be white. You're going to be fucked. And I'm going to be fucked because I'm a race traitor. So, it's very true. You well, are. You know, real podcast co-hosts get lynched together. So that's nice. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, that's, just, that's what we call lines led by donkeys team building is, is being war crime together. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> So, according to Suetonius, upon hearing the defeat, the Roman Emperor Augustus began slamming his head against the wall and shouting, Quintilius Varus, give me back my legions, which has since gone down in infamy. I thought he was trying to do a spell. Because <laughs> I remember watching that one movie with you guys. I think it was Harry Potter. I haven't seen Harry Potter yet. I'm just letting everybody know that now. Yeah, Quintilius Varus is the spell that you cast when you just want to evaporate. You just want to like vaporize twenty thousand of your own soldiers. <laughs> just imagine like the the sovereign of a vast sprawling emperor just smashing his head against the wall after getting news. That's awesome. Uh, the few Romans who survived the battle and make it back to friendly territory brought stories with them that terrified people so badly. That they claimed that they couldn't have lost oh, the barbarians. They had simply pissed off a god, which destroyed the legions. I can imagine the survivors at the VFW old <laughs> legion that they got wearing a Roman emperor, like a Roman legion vet bro hat, which probably already exists. That, oh, for sure. You don't even have to imagine how insufferable these guys were because the seals write books about it. Uh, like, where I get, like, I didn't slaughter Gauls so you could marry your boyfriend t shirt. <laughs> I don't, I don't fucking know. But that was a small uh, minority of Romans uh, that managed to survive. Many fell into the hands of the barbarians where, and this is true, the lucky ones were made slaves. I do it. Fuck. Well, it's not like you had a choice. It's like, you know what? I, uh, that's like the Kanye thing. Yeah, it's, but it's, slavery is a choice. It'd be a choice <laughs> for me because I'd show my worth before they killed me. 
<laughs> look, look, I'm really good at digging. Just look it, look it. No fingernails. <laughs> like, look how smooth my hands are. I can do things that will blow your mind. Nick, we don't have to do this. Let's just die. Yeah. <laughs> I'm cleaning their brass. What are you thinking? Just, just polish their sandals so they don't slaughter our families. Uh, and because history never changes, I'll show how good of a magician I am. The ones that were pressed into slavery were mostly enlisted men. Yes, yes, <laughs> I live. I'm a magician in their slavery. So, according to Tacti- Tacticus, officers Tacticus. Were, were ritually sacrificed. Their bodies boiled in giant oh, pots. Fuck. I put on an enlisted uniform <laughs> if I was an officer, but then the enlisted without the officer. Yeah, fuck that guy. That's <laughs> yeah. my lieutenant hey, right there. That's him. That's the guy. He gave me extra duty. This motherfucker got lost on his way to slavery. <laughs> Boil that bitch. Uh, and then their bones were t- turned into tools. Oh, for the slaves to use. Now, this may have this may be slightly factually dubious, as a lot of effort is put into ancient texts to make the Romans look really, really good, and the barbarians to uh, look like barbarians. Um... But it very well could have happened um, in ancient um, Germanic pagan uh, religions in the area. They did do, like, way back in the day, human sacrifices were a thing. Um, but it's not known if they ritualistically boiled hundreds of people and made them into tools. But I like to believe they did. Because I like cool. to use somebody's hand as a rake. I mean, I don't know what tool I would want like to be boiled off of a Roman lieutenant. Uh, not the brain. <laughs> Uh, skin coat. I give um, for some nice skin leathers. Coat, that'd be cool. Yeah, some nice leathers. Maybe a nice cereal bowl. I like your jacket. Thanks. His name was Paul. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. This defeat was so complete uh, that the legion numbers that the legions were destroyed by that were destroyed by Arminius. So every legion had a number: Legion One, Legion Two, all the way up to you know fifty. I had a weird teacher back in high school that was all fucking like dicks about the legionnaires. You know, it's weird because, like, when you study history, everybody falls into certain camps. And, like, with a few outlying things, uh, with a few outlines, um, like Mike Duncan's a good example, uh, Patrick Wyman's another good example, that are amazing sources on, on Roman history, but don't buy into the Romans were great. Like, these guys were fucking psychos. He's just like the legions. Like, he can name off where each one of these guys were at. Like, Legion 1 is here, dude. Fucking badass. Like, Yeah, and it's... Well, this happens a lot in in, in uh, Rome and in Roman studies. I've fallen for this myself. and fallen into ra- rabbit holes. Where, because they had kept very detailed written records. So, like, you'll find, like, payroll uh, paperwork and, like, enlistment records all the way until they just kind of vanish. And then you'll find uh, like grave sites where like an entire legion was slaughtered. Like, well, that's why the paperwork's not being found. <laughs> and like, you can find all the way up until like the last known, like last two years of recorded uh, Roman history before like the final end of the, uh, of the segmented uh, em- empires. They're like, they were keeping enlistment records and shit. That's kind of cool. It's, yeah. Which leads me to believe like they kept their leave forms. Uh, they kept track of it. So they were given um, at first. It was it was metal at first, and then it would tur- uh, it was like a metal plate at first, and it turned to ceramic as the emp- empire grew poorer and poorer. But it was like you're two fourteen. In fact, like you served. This is your honorable uh, slate. You get land. You get this. You get your pension. With metal this. plate. Yeah, and they're like, well, we're kind of poor now, so it's clay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't drop it. Yeah, we found what well, like people have found a lot of them. 
It's, That's kind of cool. cool. Which leads me to believe in like a thousand years, like, hmm, I unearthed this 214 and it was a pogue. You're <laughs> <laughs> like, hmm, good thing my clay DD214 protects me. Yeah. Uh, you know what people are going to find way more of than actual military paperwork is a ton of vet bro apparel. <laughs> Weird. The entire U.S. military culture is based upon Punisher skulls. <laughs> Uh, so a lot of these legions that were annihilated, their numbers were never used again. Um, uh, it was considered like a bad omen because rather than buying into the idea, like we lost the battle, like we displeased the gods, we can never use those legion numbers again. I, uh, one or two of them were used again and then they were promptly destroyed. So maybe they're, maybe they really didn't piss off the gods. I don't know. Mm. Uh, as word of the defeat spread, panic set into the people of Rome as because such a large force had never just been wiped out before by barbarians, the entire northern frontier of the empire is now wide open for Germanic plunder. Though that never happened, um, for a very simple reason, kind of what we talked about before: the ebb and flow of tribal politics. Arminius was hugely triumphant, uh, but the infighting between his loyal tribes and the pro-Roman tribes never end. Soon, his tribes were loyal to him would decide they didn't want to be so loyal to him anymore and start fighting one another. Ah, dicks. Yeah. This is, uh, besides the fact that uh, Arminius sent Varus's head to a fellow king, Marabotus, as a peace offering, which was probably rejected. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's like the, uh, you know, severed heads are like the friendship bracelet of uh, Germania. Yeah. Buddies, look at this head. Uh, dude, I mean, what brings two buddies together over one given the other head? Hmm. Very true, <laughs> fellas. Is it gay? Is it gay if you give your friend a head? I don't think it is. No, it, that's just politics. Also, a good time. Uh, so yeah, Marabotus uh, promptly rejected that, which was kind of funny because Marabotus was like a well-known Roman loyalist. So I think it was equal parts like, "Hey, I know we've been stabbing each other for a while now, but like, look, I, look at all these Romans I killed. Maybe let's be friends now because your friends are gone." Marabotus, like, I'm good. <laughs> Uh, Roman general Germanicus launched a war of revenge against the Germanic tribes. Um, though Arminius and his soldiers tried to resist, there would be no victory this time around. And if to twist the knife a little bit more, Flavi- uh, Arminius's own brother Flavius served alongside Germanicus. Oh, that fucking bastard. Taking part in crushing his own people. He didn't do the same thing? Nope. Which leads me to believe Germ- Germanicus knew that, like, I don't know. I buy into like they all believe that they pissed off the gods narrative, which is why he was fine with bringing his brother along. The brother of his brother who killed his friend. So many layers here. But either that or uh, Flav is like, no, I always hated my brother. This is fine. This is fine. Probably. Yeah. Uh, that old brotherly rivalry. Yeah. While Germanicus would largely break the Germanic tribes, a Roman conquest back into the area would never happen and the rhine river would become something of a northern border of the empire direct control would never be attempted again instead they would lie on puppet kings with punitive military campaigns being used if that didn't work out so like if uh nicicus is is the is the king of some germanic tribe who's cool with the romans and you die and your kid takes over he ends up being kind of a dick and is like fuck the romans the romans would invade kill your son and then put another king in the throne like you're cool with us. And I'd go back across the river. <laughs> yeah, that's that's about all they. Uh, so you're saying I'd raise a piece of shit? I mean, we both would. I mean, look at our dogs. That's true. Um, 
As for Arminius, he'd be forced out of power and later poisoned by his political opponents. What the fuck? His brother would remain loyal to Rome, with his brother's son, Italicus, becoming king of the tribe. Uh, Italicus. Italicus. Uh, cousin of Metallicus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because sometimes you just have to tell your uncle uh, that he sucks, even when he's dead. Because uh, Italicus would become a, a very loyal Roman client until he died. I, uh, like you said, yeah, there's a shit ton of layers. Holy shit. Oh, now we go to our question from the Legion. Cue the theme music that we don't have. Now, this one comes from Squeaky Snake, uh, <laughs> which is, I don't know. I don't even know what to make that. Squeaky Snake? Squeaky Snake sounds like um, when you take a dump and then Ooh, I don't know. you look Into back. Into a condom? What? No. God, no. It's just like, okay. I'm not. I don't know. Oh, God. Move it on. Uh, question. Joe, while researching the Soviet-Afghan war series, did you find any of the Kasabians living in the USSR had fought there? Uh, I didn't find during my research into the conflict about that. I already knew about it. Uh, but yeah, I had several uh, distant cousins um, and various family members who fought in Afghanistan. One, I believe, who died. Um, but complete records for the Soviet SSR or for the uh, Soviet Armenian SSR is kind of missing because they didn't like to keep track of their client states casualties because they're racist. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, several uh, Armenian Kasabians. Kasabians from Armenia had fought in the conflict, but uh, they were pretty extended family members up to that point because my my direct grandfather had fled to France uh, and joined the Legion by that point, uh, and he had already fought in uh, Indochina and Algeria and attempted to overthrow the French government by then. So, yeah. Uh, <coughs> whoops. Good name. Good name. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, they they were very very distant distant enough where. Several family members defected to to Western Europe, and they didn't end up in camps. So that's good. Yeah. Um, but that is our episode uh, this week. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for supporting the show. If you think what we do is worth a dollar, throw it to us on Patreon. We'll put it to use in in ways like donating to the Kurdish Red Crescent, paying our bills, and paying our producer, who is the long suffering man of this podcast. We enjoy him. Uh, until next week. Later. Don't get ambushed by barbarians you think are your friends. <laughs>